0: Good evening, good day to wherever you're listening from. Hello, guys. Hello. Um, this is going to be episode
1: nine. Indeed.
0: Ooh, of Sounds That Changed My Life. Um, my name is Tom. I will be your host this evening, and this is Buns Grundy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I'll take it. Okay. That one felt right. Um, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so this is Josh. Hello. If you haven't listened before, say hello to Josh. Um, If you have, he's always here. Can't get rid of him. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about The Poison from Bullet For My Valentine. So, we're going to be talking about how it changed our life or how it may not have, because obviously there's two of us here. Not all albums can change everyone's life all in the same way. Mm -hmm. So, again, like we said before, we're going to be doing the whole... You know, mini casts on albums. We don't want to be sat talking for two hours. That'd be boring. Um, And, yeah, basically, we're just going to jump straight into it. Before we jump into it, I'm going to ask you all to, you know, subscribe, follow if you're listening on Spotify, all that sort of stuff. We usually do it at the end, which a lot of people aren't really getting to the end of our videos. So, Or podcasts. If you are, let us know. Uh, You can get to us on Sounds That Changed My Life on Instagram or on Facebook. Um or on our YouTube channel, which is speaker base. Um but otherwise otherwise, oh god, words. Man. <laughs> um yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And what would you like to say, Josh?
1: Let's take it away. Take it away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so um yeah, for people that don't know, The Poison was the first major album release from Bully from Valentine and um it kind of had a few songs from their previous ep um and a lot of it was all original after that um also opened with a song by apocalyptica who are known for making string songs they got like famous that. for um doing metallica covers i do with strings and it's, it's complete complete news to me. Yeah. So the intro uh, for the poison when it goes boom 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 mm. like someone's banging on a window or tapping on a window that's strings.
1: Who's oh, it actually? Yeah. It's like a cello yeah. going boom boom
0: boom, <laughs> um, which I always found very interesting. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts on Bullet? I know we've spoken about them before, but what what where? Where's your kind of experience with Bullet? As a
1: band themselves, uh, I'm stuck in the 2010, 2012 era. Like Scream and Fire. That was their mm. pinnacle best album for me. And their strong suit. Um, after that, it to me personally, I didn't really enjoy it that much. It okay. just seemed to get to a point where they were just writing... Tire album fillers. I don't... It, I can't... I'm not saying they're a bad band in any sense at all, but yeah, it just... It seemed a lot... Well, it was really forced.
0: Yeah, I think there's different eras with Bullet. Um, and even going from The Poison to Scream and Fire, there was a different era. You listen to the first EP, and then you listen to The Poison. It's all very similar, mm-hmm. because I think they... Wrote the EP and then it was like, right, let's now do this as an album. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot of bands do. Um, And I think looking at it, when they went to do *Scream Man Fight*, it was like, okay, now we've had some commercial success. Yeah. Let's kind of go up and up and up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, tra- the tra- trajectory, oh, I got the word wrong, <laughs> went up and up and up and then it just started to slope. Yeah. After yeah. that. Although they have just released a new song called Knives.
1: Yes, yeah, so I did see it pop up on Spotify. I haven't actually listened to it yet though. So
0: I was going to ask what you thought about it. That derails <laughs> my next question. Sorry. Um I mean I would I don't want to I don't want to get into the like the whole thing of just slagging bands off because it's I'm not slagging them off, but I, I remember saying to Tom like if if it wasn't bullet I'd be like, this is really good. Mm -hmm. But it's really heavy, really, really heavy. And then it's just like they fall into the bullet way of writing choruses, which after like six, seven albums or so, you kind of go, I know how this formula goes. Very predictable. Which is a shame because the album, well, the song, sorry, the song itself is really heavy. And you kind of go, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. But... You know, on the whole, it's it's a really good song compared to previous efforts, I'd say. But that's just my, opi- my opinion. So, sorry, just in case my microphone keeps cutting off. Sorry about that creaking, guys. Um, yeah, so um, that's just my opinion. But at the same time, I can't say a lot. I listen to it once, maybe twice. Okay. And it was in passing. I didn't, like, dedicate time to it. Mm-hmm. It was very casual listening. So I enjoyed it for what it was. But it's kind of like the new um, Mice and Men stuff. Yeah. It's not of Mice and Men anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, if of Mice and Men released, like, all their new material under a different name, I'd be like, oh, my God, this band's, like, amazing. Yeah. But there's just a certain... Bit That feels a bit cheesy with Mo- of Mice and Men now because eight was Austin mm-hmm. and now he's not with them. And then you got the guy who used to look like Jack Black <laughs> and now he's put the bass guitar down and he does all the vocals, he's got long hair, and it's like it's it's it feels weird to me,
1: yeah. I mean, to be fair, I have listened like oh, since he has taken over vocals and um vocals. Uh, Solely, I have listened to their albums and I do quite enjoy it. But like you said, it's it's just not of of Morrison Men anymore. I think if they if they went under a different name, I think they'd do a hell of a lot better. But I think they're kind of striving on the success of what of Morrison Men when Austin was in there, like their name. Yeah, it's it's difficult because it's like like
0: you said, it's kind of like we've had some success and now we don't want to let that success go, Mm -hmm. and you know rather than... Cause i I do think that they could be very very popular mm-hmm. you know just starting under a different name but i can I can see the trepidation and the fear behind it, but again, this isn't about of mice and men <laughs> <laughs> tangent over, but Bullet it do the same thing i I think I you know me and Tom were talking about we went for a drink and we were basically saying how you know they did tears don't fall part two mm-hmm. And it's like at the beginning, the tears don't fall. He goes, "Let's go." And it's like at the on the second part, he goes, "Let's go again." It's like what, <laughs> what? I just what? And it's just not needed whatsoever. And I'd understand if it was like he went, and I'm pretty sure I've probably said this before, but if he went like all the way through the song, and it was like, "Okay, this isn't tears don't fall," but then you know, it transitioned and then you get to the final chorus and it goes into the Tears Don't Fall chorus. Yeah. Or maybe in a slightly different key or something like that. But it transitioned that you've got this whole song that's travelled into like Tears Don't Fall or a rendition of it. You'd be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. But it's just, it doesn't sound like Tears Don't Fall and there's there's nothing to do with it. It, feel, it feels like they're they're taking the story on from what the story was of the song. It feels like they're doing that, but musically, nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird. It's like they're just lumped part two onto their biggest song that they've ever written. It's like, we might be able to do it again. And it, it doesn't quite land. Yeah. Which kind of takes me on to probably my first talking point of The Poison. What would you say? the most important parts of that album are? I'm not going to ask for favourite song yet, <laughs> but I'd say what are the most important parts? You know, what
1: parts jump out at you? Um To me, I mean, to be honest, this album itself, it wasn't a huge one for me. Okay. It was the album which introduced me to them, but I didn't spend a great deal of time listening to it as a whole. And yeah, it's a shame because it is a really good album. And I think it was that whole back in like uh, early 2010s, it was like you either liked Avenged or you liked Bullet. It was that kind of whole. Uh, That's interesting, that is the way that you say that. It, I don't know. It, I, I, hands down, yes, I did enjoy Avenged Central more than I did hmm. um, Bullet, but I'm not saying. They don't write good music. Well, back then, anyway. Um, it was just my fancy was more taken to Avenged because of the... I don't know. They have very, very similar aspects to them, like the solos they do together. Um, well, not necessarily together, but... <laughs> the...
0: I think they came up at the same time, didn't they? Yeah. they were, They kind of hit prominence at the same time, and obviously... Avenged had released maybe two albums before that and they'd seen some popularity. Because they were going since the
1: late 90s, weren't
0: they? I think it was maybe. Maybe early. You know, in terms of when they actually got signed and stuff, I think it was like early, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But then you, I think you're right. Like when The Poison came out, I think City of Evil was coming out. Yeah. And it was very over-the-top guitar, heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um, not heavy metal, but guitar heavy metal, sorry. Um, which, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting how you say it like that because with me, I was a fan of both. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think they got lumped into the same sort of kind of territory. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because I used to get confused between Bullet for My Valentine and Funeral for a Friend. Because <laughs> it was all like friend valentine uh, Bullet Funeral yeah. and i'm like oh what and they're both <laughs> from wales and i'd get so confused there with the both but like there's four bands during that era that came up and confused the shit out of me and i was listening to all their music but i didn't know who was who oh okay because it was like my introduction to metal so it was like outside of that four bands it was like oh here's slipknot here's your first metal band i'm like oh look slipknot
1: yeah and then it
0: was like here's avenged here's bullet is Trivium, I knew it was gonna be that. And now, here's Funeral for a Friend, which I don't I think Funeral are the one that stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're quite in it, but you know, when you listen to like all the rage and streetcar and stuff like that, you kind of go, Oh, that's quite heavy. Mm. Um, so yeah, I used to really get confused, but it, it all came out around the same time, like music back then around metalcore. I don't even think it was metalcore at that point. You know, it was like some of it was slightly emo. Either way, it was rock. Mm-hmm. Um, at that sort of point, like music felt exciting. Yeah. It doesn't I, feel exciting anymore. Yeah, that's, that's,
1: I'll find that to be fair. For the past, well, since I've been listening to like, my own type of music, I've just listened to just solid metal. I'm so stubborn and picky when it comes to music. Now I, I just tend to stick with the same stuff. I mean, over, over the past, I'll probably say three weeks, I've been looking for uh, just solely death metal uh, playlists on Spotify. Jesus, and I know it's it's got to that now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll have them turning up in black makeup and it's like blood <laughs> is everywhere. Um, but yeah, I think. Oh, God, I'm excited to do the, the really weird episodes then. Where I'm like, sounds that changed my life. Here's Jack Johnson. And you're like, what? Nah, to be fair, Jack Glass Johnson. beats.
1: <laughs> Jack Johnson's up there for me, to be fair.
0: I think it's um, being able to expand your horizons is, is a really important thing. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing that I've always tried to push you to do. But obviously, it's again, like until I went to uni, I was in the same boat. I was like, oh, I'd swing between thank you car Uh, i'd swing between um maybe pop punk um to like post hardcore to metalcore and it'd be like that'd be my that'd be my radar you know three points and then i went to uni and you know spent my nine grand a year for them to tell me you know There's more types of music, and I'm like, oh (laughs) (laughs) shit! uh, Yeah, like very expensive lesson to learn, but it's it's one of those that it it really teaches you lessons in being able to look at different genres and go, oh, I can apply that there. Yeah, you know, it might just be a way that a riff is played on a on an acoustic, and you kind of apply that to a, a section in a song that you're writing. It's like, oh wow, actually, like it gives a different gives a different feeling. It might be the same cause, but it gives a different feeling. Yeah. And I find that really interesting.
1: Okay, so... What was your uh, main point of the album? The main thing that stood out to you? So...
0: I was thinking about this while I was sorting the room today. Because if you haven't noticed, the room looks a little bit different. Um... So, hopefully, this sounds a lot better if you are listening on Spotify and apple music and all that stuff We're clapping. there's no echo. that was a really weird moment if you're, <laughs> if you're listening on Spotify, that's a really, really weird moment um but yeah basically i was I was listening to the poison through um I don't make notes. I try to keep mental notes, but I was listening to the album, and as much. Uh, this is gonna hurt so I really love hit the floor. I love hit the floor it's the way it opens go I just love the way that it opens and the way that it opens is the way that it ends it goes full circle yeah but the lyrics are a little bit weird how so so is it- I have to choose my words because i it's i don't know how to word this without it sounding bad because I know that we say things with a lot of humour, but it can be treading lines there. Like, it comes a quite, I don't know if it's a, like, I don't know if some of these songs on this album are based around a theme or sort of, it might be, like, conceptual. Mm. I don't know if they are, but some of them, you know, you look at some of the lyrics, and I think I said it on Bad Albums by Good Bands on one of our previous podcasts, some of the lyrics seem like it's predatory. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Like, he, he starts, he says, like, he's touching a neck, moving down a spine, and then he says something like, you take a breath and breathe so sharp, it's just a matter of time. And I'm like, that's really weird. And I've never noticed that before. Mm. And I've listened to this album for years. And I think sometimes you get lost in melody how things are written, mm-hmm. that it kind of takes over. But when you strip it away and look at the lyrics, I'm kind of like, I'm not sure how I feel about that now I'm older. Yeah,
1: because you actually understand what the, the concepts they're going for. Yeah. And, unless they trying not hide other types of meanings in it.
0: I think, not to start off on a bad note, I think that's one of the things that stuck out to me when I listened to it today. Okay. I think another one would be, on a more of a positive note, like I said, you've got that sort of, Um, orchestral opening of the album and then you've got the guitar and I think it's I don't know who it is in the band but it's always stuck out to me basically they hit like a harmonic and they just crank (laughs) on like a Floyd Rose and it just goes up and up and up in the intro and then it goes into her voice resides and it's just the album just like bang (laughs) and it's like wow like it really you know lures you into a full sense of security and you go oh this is quite nice yeah and then you've got this whole thing going up and i don't know what it's supposed to be like showing or something like that but then it goes so heavy into that song and you're like okay that's how you open an album <laughs> um but at the same time i think it also led to a lot of, of the bands trying to do the same sort of thing yeah you listen to Hmm. Off the top of my head, Oceans Out of Alaska, when they did Into the Deep. Mm-hmm. Very sort a of good. atmospheric opening. That's good EP. It was. Straight into the album or EP. Um, Rise to Remain, when they went in from the intro into The Serpent. Mm-hmm. um, It was very much, you know, really atmospheric. And then you'd hear this, and then straight into the next song. I think it kind of started this whole, it may not have been them that started it, but there was a lot of bands that have gone, we want to do that better. Never quite did it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, they got Apocalyptica in to do strings for it. What do you (laughs) expect? Like, it was a really good way of opening an album. Um, I mean, God, I'm, I'm sort of with you on the whole Scream and Fire thing. That was your... I think I was maturing as I hit that point when *Scream and Fire came out. Yeah. So I'd say there's m- more songs on that album that are important. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, you know, getting into metal and stuff like that, um, you've got albums like... You've got songs like Room 409, Spit It Out, I think it's called. Spit You Out. One of the two. But it's got like... It's a full studio song, and then in the bridge, you hear like a live crowd. That's cool, and you hear them talking to the audience, and Mm -hmm. it's like, I've never heard that done on an album, and I've never heard it done since, (laughs) and it's so kind of interesting the way that they do that because you've had. 90% 90% of an album go past you so far. Yeah. And now you've got right into the, I think it's the last but one song, like the penultimate song, and then it's like, we do play live, like, this is what we sound like live. And you get that little snippet. It's
1: it's quite clever, I can, Um I, To be fair, even though I've listened to the album quite a few times, I've never really picked up on that, but um, thinking about that, it might be a way of them almost trying to promote themselves, saying, oh, you should be here. Like You should come and see us.
0: Yeah, it's it's like an advert, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's clever. I think it's a really smart way of doing it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's... I'm trying to stay away from all of the the singles. Mm. Because for me, Kerrang Radio killed a lot of songs for me. What, and just Karang, from the album? Kerrang TV. You know, there's a lot of these... Songs that go on TV and on the radio, and you're like, oh, I've heard it a thousand times now, and I just can't be bothered to listen to it anymore. Yeah. But then you hear... So I'm just going to reel off a few the few songs that are really great on this album. Um Again, a lot of them were singles, so you've got like... Ten Years Today is probably my favourite song on the album. Oh, okay. Because of the way that they write it, it's kind of like... Singing about loss, but also comparing it to writing a song. Like there's a part where they talk about we left you some melodies and stuff like that, and it's like it's a really, really nice way of putting it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like that one. Cries in vain, just because it go. He's got this kind of filter sweep at the beginning. And it goes from like really kind of muffled and muffled and bassy, and it goes into a full song. Yeah,
1: so many bands have done that since. It's weird. It's like it seems like modern metal now seems to have come from like early 2010s and uh, Avenged and Bullet. Like because well, Anthrax, I suppose. Um, there were the three main bands for me anyway, um, which have played a lot of influence towards me and my music taste now. They must do the same for, uh, I'd say, quite a lot of other bands that are quite big now into the modern metal scene. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, looking at... So, this past weekend, they had to the download Pilot and Bullet were one of the headliners. And when they first got announced, I was kind of like, why Bullet? <laughs> but you, when you put it like that, they are one of the three sort of big bands in metal at that time that have really stuck around and haven't actually disappeared. Yeah, You know, Trivium is still around. Avenged are still around. And it's like, actually, you've seen all these bands and these are the three bands that actually kind of have staying power. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting to see.
1: Oh, well, they're doing some right.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, to be fair, you listen to the album and the last song is literally called The End.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's heaps and valleys in that song. It starts really soft and like a, it's not like an acoustic riff, it's like a clean riff. And it just grows and grows and grows. And again, it ends on the same riff that it started with. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I think, I think the album is really important from, I don't think Avenged did it as much, and Trivium definitely didn't on their on the ascendancy. I was going to say their first album, but it's not. Um, Bullet, the thing that they did on that album that was really important was song, not songwriting, but storytelling. Yeah, and that's something that they haven't really done since. Like, it it feels like, even if it's not a concept album, it feels like there's a story that goes from beginning to end on the album, even if it was intentional or not. Mm -hmm. It feels like, even down to the artwork of the album, it goes from beginning to end, and you go, I kind of see what's happening here. And um, even stuff down to, like, the music videos, uh, all these things I hate revolve around me, and Tears Don't Fall very similar. There was, like, a woman... And it was like a couple. I think both the videos were very sort of similar, but in a different way.
1: Is it one of them? Is that is it? Tears don't fall. Uh, the bit where she finds the bloke with the another woman and something like that. And she goes to throw like gasoline over yeah. the
0: of water and something like that.
1: Yeah. So it's weird, man. Some of the um the ideas behind, well, the main theories and points behind the songs seem quite like, really dark.
0: Yeah, and it's like, um, all these things I hate revolve around me. It was a very similar video. Like, it was a couple staying at a motel. Mm -hmm. um, And I think they were both like that. Tears don't fall as well. But all these things I hate was like, um, it was a woman that... I think it was a woman saw her partner get in the same car crash every day, over and over, like Groundhog Day. Yeah, man. (laughs) And... um, That's what I mean. A lot of the stuff was really memorable. Mm -hmm. And
1: it's almost (laughs) like a shock value.
0: Yeah. And I think the thing that they got right with that album was um, visuals. Mm. The album artwork, the music videos, it was like, okay, on these songs there's a a story. Now let's kind of carry this story through. And there weren't bands doing that at the time, you know, especially in that sort of genre. Of metal and rock and stuff like that, there weren't any bands really doing that. Um, you know, a and stuff like that were just all the way through, and yeah. you know there was melody, but it wasn't like there was there wasn't any meaning to that melody, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I find I I really now I look into it, it's kind of like oh, that's actually a really important album. <laughs> it's a It was their uplift. Yeah, there's a reason that they got so massive. But I I was saying before, um, I feel like, I feel like the the content that they write about and some of the lyrics are a bit cheesy on their kind of more modern stuff. Mm -hmm. And if they want their audience to mature with them, they have to mature the content. Yeah. And I feel like, if they obviously we've not heard the new stuff yet. The new stuff sounds from the one song they've released. It sounds a lot better than previous stuff. But it's like they've released songs. They're fully grown adults and they've released songs called like "This is This Means War" and stuff like that. It's just like you're really good at storytelling. Lean into it. that. Like yeah. if if they did an Avenged, you know, you know Avenged released the stage, which was a concept album, mm-hmm. apparently. Um but if they did something like that and it was like, oh, they actually said, oh, this is a conceptual album like this and it was like more mature, I think, I don't know, I feel like sometimes they get stuck in the 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 habit of still trying to cater to 15-year-olds.
1: Yeah, which it's, it's a shame really. I, I don't like, well, obviously I like to see bands continue writing the same kind of stuff. Because uh, that's of like the reason why I liked them in the first place. But there's like you have to grow, and you have to, like you say, mature.
0: I think Trivium have done it. I think Avenged have done it. I think if you want to stay a prominent band, you need to mature. Yeah, you have absolutely. to. It's like it's it's growth or death, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like you have to do it. Otherwise, you're just gonna get you know gone. And there's there's a reason that Bullet are still around. You know, there, there's a reason people still love them. Like it, it's just. Getting to that point where it's like, come on, guys. Like, we know that you're good musicians, so write something really special. Yeah. We don't want to see them just turning up on stage doing the pandering into the audience and the drummer going, oh, look, I can spin my sticks. Like, <laughs> write some really good stuff. Because, like, Padge, for instance, and I said it to Tom before Padge looks like he should be in Iron Maiden. <laughs> he looks like an older dude, walks around with a beard, and he's got that swagger on stage. It's like, Don't pander to that audience. Pander to the audience that have grown up with you. They're adults now. Be adults. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. I'm not ranting. (laughs) I just, I want to see Bullet do something that they're at this point now where they have the potential to just do something that defines them again Mm. because they've done it before. You know, they, they release the poison, then they release Scream and Fire. And that redefine them.
1: Mm-hmm. Do it again. Yeah, like they, They've got the power to do it. Um, where would you say, uh, not necessarily where, but what would you say is your favourite song and why? See,
0: I get stuck. I get stuck. I've got the track listing up. I'm not just looking through my phone. Um, the last half of the album is just so good. <laughs> I'm stuck. It's either going to be 10 Years Today or The End. Storytelling oh, okay. value alone, just those two songs. 10 Years Today. Very nice. Yeah, like I said, I tend to stick away, stick like far away from the singles because I've just been overexposed. Yeah. How about you? I know uh, that this uh, this album is, isn't as important to you.
1: Um, I'd probably say my favourite song in the album is Hand of Blood. And it's mm-hmm. not necessarily down to any themes or anything, but the way it's influenced me uh, personally is I like the style of write- writing on that song. I have tried to take it into my own writing, uh, even if it's just little bits, but I think... The main reason why I like it so much is because it reminds me of when I was younger and I used to play video games a hell of a lot. Need for Speed Most Wanted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just brings back a lot of memories for me, to be honest. Um, but just, even that alone, like th- that
0: game had avenged on it as well. And yeah. Like there was such a great soundtrack. If, if you've never played Need for Speed Most Wanted, not the remake, because that's no. Nah, nah. um, go back. If you can get a copy and play it, even if you have to emulate it or whatever, or just go find the soundtrack and you'll know what we're talking about. The soundtrack for that game is unreal.
1: It's well worth a listen, honestly. Yeah.
0: And it was one of those that we just sit there playing games and we'd be like, I don't know who this band is, but then 10 years down the line, we're like, Avenged. Yeah. You know, like City of Evil. And then, you know, Hand of Blood was on there.
1: Blonde didn't change, wasn't it?
0: I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh. <laughs> so yeah. it's important to you for a different reason,
1: yeah. Nothing to do with the actual story of the songs or whatnot. Um, more songwriting, yeah. It's it's more of what it's it what memories it brings to me.
0: Yeah, I think I think this is why we we started the podcast. Um, honestly, just because you know everything's special for certain reasons. We can be analytical and go into albums all we like, but I, I genuinely just think. You know, the reason the sounds and albums and stuff are important to us is because it creates memories and it takes you back to a certain point. Yeah. Without actually having, you know, a time machine, it's the closest thing you're going to get. Hmm. You know, right. photos will only do so much, but, you know, music can actually create an image mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, good or bad. It can take you back to some really shitty times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and a uh, song will come on. Like my mum was listening to um Spotify oh, earlier. Yeah. We we recently got like a sonos system and she put this song on a certain song by Bon Jovi, which I don't like to listen to. And it came on I was like, Ah oh. <laughs> So I um yeah, I headed upstairs <laughs> and I was just like, actually, um not gonna listen to that. But it's one of those you can do you can do it the other way too. You know, it can really create special memories. And there's certain songs that, for instance, by another Welsh band, which a bit a little bit taboo to talk about. There's like... Last Prophet. Yeah. Uh, very... It's a real shame because as musicians, the rest of the band was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the songs, like we grew up like really listening to those songs. Yeah. You know, off the one album. And it was like, that was a sound to our kind of couple of summers. Yeah it's like, like last summer oh,
1: yeah exactly it's yeah.
0: Like, oh no i can't even listen to it
1: it's a shame like i would like to go over and talk about that album to be honest yeah it's, it does play a big part of my past um and i think uh, without getting into too much detail there was a uh it was my first holiday abroad yeah and that song has meaning to that holiday yeah yeah but i'll get into that in another time
0: I think it's it's quite interesting. So uh, without kind of doing the whole, well, how did this song change your life? Or how did this album change your life? I think we've kind of covered it mm. in in this episode, to be honest. And I think, I think it's the perfect point to wrap it up at that yeah. point. I'm going to let Josh take it home on this one because he always gets a little bit awkward when he wraps up an episode.
1: <laughs> Thank you ever so much for getting to this point. Uh, we really hope that you've enjoyed um, our points uh, of why uh this album has or has not um influenced us or um whatnot but yes all of our links uh Facebook, Instagram, uh YouTube if you're here watching the video, um Spotify, um all the links are down in the description. Down there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean at the same time, if you if you disagree
0: with everything anything we said, like that is cool too. Like let us know. Like, if you're listening on any of the podcast platforms, go onto our Instagram and let us know. Like, tell us what you disagree with. like, Or let us know what albums we should cover. This isn't just us talking about albums. Like, you can suggest albums for us to listen to. Let us know how it's changed your life, and then we'll go listen to it, and we'll kind of do a dive into it.
1: Like, Absolutely.
0: I think it's a pretty cool idea to do that, and, you know, let's be a bit of a community about it. But at the same time, if you do agree... What was your favorite song? Let us know on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that sort of stuff. And we shall see you in the next one. Thank you, and we'll see you very, very soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.